I am Jeff Ado. This is Lunacy, where we discern the sacred from the insane and admit that whether we like it or not, we are all profoundly affected by the cycles of the moon. Yeah, baby. (laughs) My guest today is my good friend, Christopher Hicks, uh, who is a self-defense expert. Uh, Chris and I did some training back in the day. Uh, self-defense-wise with his mentor and teacher, and also a mentor and teacher of mine who has passed away, Richard Makowitz. Um, And I'm having him on the program today because I really want to talk about the importance of knowing how to defend yourself and uh, different ways that we might, how how that affects our consciousness and also different ways that we might engage in in discovering new modes of, of doing that. So thank you for being here, Chris. I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Very excited to discuss and talk about this stuff. And it's always great to share. Yeah. Great. Great. So first of all, Chris, let's just start with how, how we know each other. Um, back in the day, I was studying Zen at the Santa Monica Zen Center, very peaceful existence. And <laughs> in walked uh, Richard Makowitz, who was a uh, ex-Navy <laughs> SEAL, who was also in charge of training uh, the Navy SEALs in hand-to-hand combat for something like 15 years, if I got that right. He was in the, um, yeah, about 15 years using the TS4 right around there or something. Yeah. And, uh, and so mixed in with our Zen training became this, this warrior training that we learned. Um, we learned a program called the fist, um, which is basic self-defense, really, really effective self-defense. And Chris, at that time you were his protege, you were working with him and learning the ropes and everything. And um, I was, Yeah. And so, so you've kind of, uh, unfortunately, our, our good friend, Richard Mackwitz has passed away yeah. um, some time ago from a, a brain, brain tumor kind brain of thing. Tumor, yep. And uh, so I just want to take a, a quick moment just to honor the memory of Richard Mackwitz. He was a, a uh, he was a great man. He was really a great man. He was a, a Truly uh, wanted to be of service to people, wanted to, you know, spend a lot of his life, I mean, in defense of the country, but then also he took the skills that he had learned and he, he turned them into something that could really help people protect themselves. Um, and he did his best to spread that wisdom and knowledge uh, to us. And I think it's so beautiful that uh, you're, you, you have taken up the flag, so to speak, you know, you're, you're carrying his wisdom forward and implementing your own knowledge. And I just think that's beautiful. So I just want to take a moment to say, we love you, Mac. Yes, we do. Always and forever, man. It's always, always, always a hard hit for me. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. He was taken in a, you know, really unfortunate way and we, none of us were expecting it and he definitely wasn't expecting it. And, um, and then that was it, you know, he was on a really, a really good trajectory with his life. And so we just want to honor you and your spirit, Rich, Richard, you know, thank you for being here with us. Yes, sir. All right, great. So, so yeah, so, um, I know for me taking the fist training was a, a profoundly transformative event. Um, you know, it's, it's very basic, uh, self-defense training, but it's incredibly effective. It's stuff that I would never have thought of, but I just, I, I keep, you know, every, I, frankly, I, every day I, I think about it every day. I think about 
you know, if something were to happen or I were to get into an altercation, I, I know what to do. And that's a huge confidence booster for me, uh, just generally speaking. Uh, but it's also useful. Fortunately, I've never, I've never had to, to use that knowledge. Uh, but knowing it's there changes everything, really. Yes, it um, does. I really want to create just a context for why we're having this conversation because it's it's important to, to me to know how to defend myself. I find that even though I, as I said, I even though I haven't had to actually defend myself, knowing that I can makes a huge difference in the way that I communicate with people. Um, yeah. But the 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 main reason the main reason that you and I are having this conversation is that uh, women. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Like I, I know how to, I know how to define myself. It's not a concern. I go out wherever I go. You know, my wife, the other day we were chatting and she was like, you know, whenever we go anywhere, we're nervous. Like if I go out in public by myself, I'm nervous because of things that have happened to me. Um, and all women have something like that or some semblance of that, or it might not even been, hopefully you know, uh, there's a lot of ladies that are lucky enough to, to not have actually had any altercations, but they get weird looks from, from people and like objective, objective, uh, they get objective. Oh God. They get objectified. objectified. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, you know, things that obviously you and I don't have to deal with and we don't worry no. about, um, no. and for, and also I, I would add that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm on a spiritual path. You know, that's, that's a lot of what this show is about is how do we deepen our spirituality? How do I love yeah. more? How do I create more with my life? How do I be a service? Right. Um, yeah. and so then, then, you know, you might ask, well, why is it important to know how to defend yourself? It, 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 it absolutely, it absolutely is. Especially if you're a woman, like the fact that particularly for women, like knowing just knowing what to do if there's a situation helps you to just get out of the situation cleanly. And also, you know, if the guy does yeah. something, you're going to know what to do. And I'm not going to, yeah. you know, I don't want to give up the secrets here, but like you will know what to do. And so, yeah, uh, I just want to cr- create the, yeah, that's, are, that's why we're talking that, that like really totally. you and I have a commitment to making sure that everybody knows how to defend themselves. But it particularly is, women, you know, I, I have a particular thing with, with that. And, and, you know, I just finished, I haven't taught a seminar in about 10 years and I just put a seminar together, taught just about a month ago. That's the first time I've done it. And, you know, it was only three hours. They built it at three hours. I wanted five. Um, and we went five, you know, <laughs> cause there's, there's so much to learn, but so much the important stuff is you're right, Jeff, we don't deal with a lot of stuff women have to deal with. Exactly. And I think as younger men, we, we don't realize that, you know, until we get older, well, we, you know, we are involved and we're a little bit more mature and we can see that. And, you know, just like me and you, you want to go for a run, headphones on, no shirt, headphones blasting as loud as you want. You're pretty okay. Mm -hmm. That's right. A woman can't, a woman can't do that. You know, having her headphones on that loud yeah. You know, they got to I mean, be she's aware. In little, she's, she's in her little skinny top and she's got that thing blasting and she's running around. You know, the likelihood of something happening is just that much higher. It's a lot higher for a woman, for sure. Cause you, they're easier. You make yourself pray. Yeah. You know, and that's a big thing where 
I just saw something in the news the other day where uh, women in New York subways are going out in extra large t-shirts and they said the subway t-shirt, you know, and I thought not, it's not the subway shop t-shirt is they call it, they're calling it a subway t-shirt because you wear it on the when subway. They go out, you wear it on the subway and it, they're wearing these big baggy clothes around the subway so they can downplay, like they're going to work out. Right. They're going to go to dance class. They're going to go to yoga class, but they're not wearing the tight, skinny stuff. It's on, but it's underneath this giant sweatshirt or something like that. So they downplay that. Yeah. Again, that's just smart. Don't play well. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I mean, you know, and don't wear a burger. But I get right, why yeah. you would do that, you know? Yeah. And, and it sucks that they, ha- it really sucks that they can't just go out and, and enjoy life and be who they want to be, you know, and, and just, you have to be very smart and precautionary. And it doesn't mean you can't go out and be fearless. Fearless doesn't mean not to be smart. Right. I mean, you have to gauge where you're at, what you're doing. You know, we're living in a society right now where, whether it's a guy or a girl, you know, in LA, there's been a whole string of stabbings on the subways, you know, or the trains at the train stations on, on. So again, violence has increased. Yeah. We've, we've, um, deregulated the police. We've taken money away from them. Not that they're the answer anyways, because, right. you know, unfortunately, police are strictly a reactionary issue. They're going to get their there, evidence when, too late anyway. Yeah. They won't be is, able to defend is, you in the moments. You have to know it. what when to has do. When ever been a cop when you needed one to save your life? It's super, you know? super rare. Unless the cop, yeah, it's, it's, it, ha- it has happened. It does it happen. I have a I've seen karma happen, you know. <laughs> across the street. That makes me feel comfortable right? that she's there because I know if something happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and a fireman yep. neighbor. Stoked about both yeah. of those things. but. The point is, um, yeah, you it's, and also the, the level, unfortunately, you know, the, the income gap between rich and poor is growing, particularly yes. in LA. It's like, there's so, you know, yes. I, being completely honest here, part of the, a lot of the reason we moved out was it was getting sketchier and sketchier there. Um, it has, I'm it's not saying sketchier. like I give up on LA. I love you, LA. I'm just saying that, like, and I do, but like, uh, 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 there, there are some problems that are not being dealt with in a way that is working. No. And, no. um, you know, so, so this just kind of, I think goes to our point, the importance of, of self-defense and also like, you know, I just want to highlight that, um, you know, part of what I consider to be my mission in life is to, um, to really shift the paradigm around women, generally speaking, so that we as men really respect and honor I the feminine, that. not in a way that like they're yeah. better, no, 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 they're, but not, no. not like that, but they are the source of all of life. And we need to True. recognize the divinity of women, not like just in terms of who they are as people, but also in terms of like sexually speaking. And we're super confused about that whole thing as a culture, oh, yeah, and et cetera. Yeah. Like we don't recognize the sacred act of sex. Nobody wants to talk about it. And yet that's how we all got here. Weird. Yes. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Totally, yeah, totally weird. Uh, it makes no sense. Totally weird. But so that's, that's part of the thing. Like I, you know, I, like that's part of what I consider to be my mission is to, to really make it cooler and make it more known and like see the benefit and the beauty of honoring the feminine and honoring women. But so that then the other thing is not, not only is it important for us as, you know, to kind of change that, that whole dynamic, how we relate to women, but it's also critically important for women to know how to defend themselves. It is vitally important it for a woman to important. be able to know in the back of her mind Oh, okay. I know that if something happens, I'm going to drop into gear. That's it. I'm going to, 
what I call now is I call that armor up. Okay. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Because dropping into gear to me is, is a phase of what we do. Yeah. But armor up for me is again, it, it's that armor up shields up. My awareness is up. I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know, and you know, Mac again, kind of drilled this in. We talk about being of service. Yeah. You know, why is it so important? Why, why is it, why is it so close to our hearts? You know, one of my biggest sayings is own the ground you walk on. Yeah. And a lot of this comes from a place of, of really self-love and self-value. That's and right. A lot of times, you know, I found with training women, whether it was Richard or in my own programs, there's a lot of times women don't value themselves enough and find themselves important enough to protect. Yeah, that's right. They will, they will be the mama bear and they will protect your kids. My wife will protect me first before she ever thinks or gives a second thought about something could possibly happen to her. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's so important that we shift that to understand that you're such an amazing person, you know, and you need to, again, you're on an airplane. What do they tell you? Put your mask on you first before you help somebody else. Right. Same concept. We're out in the world. And unfortunately, you're right. LA's become a little sketch. Your head has to be on a swivel right now. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you're at. The homeless problem's a little bit out of control. There are, there are encampments in places that never would have these issues, you know? And I'm not saying that's, that's horribly bad, but some of the element that's brought into there, these people, not all, but a lot of them can be unstable. I had a client that was a man that lived in a very nice area in uh, Sherman Oaks, upper class area. And there was an account that moved in like half a block away. And he's like, every time we go to the park with my son, my wife. And the funny thing is, is here's the distinction between I train Muay Thai. Well, that's great. And the distinction I want to make is what you train as a martial artist in a dojo is not reality, nor is it based in reality. It's based on some arts. Same thing. I love the fighting arts. I love MMA. I I love boxing. I love kickboxing. Those are great sport-driven arts. But I am not going to kickbox in the real world. It's going to get me in a lot of trouble. Because the guy or or the woman, the, the people we deal with in the real world, especially in a homeless situation, they stab you and they're gone. They're not there the next day. They're just gone. Right. And again, your awareness is not about me being a tough guy. It's not. In fact, it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Like I said, I'm five foot five. I weigh about 175. So I'm short. I'm stout. I got muscle on me. My whole job in, a, in an altercation is to make myself appear smaller, uh-huh. weaker. I'd rather, I'd rather be like, hey, listen, I'll, I'll do what I can do. Yeah. I'll pay for the jacket. How can, how can I make this right? You know? Right. Very simple things to A, dissuade, deescalate. Yeah. You know, if, if I can do that at all possible is what I want to, is what I want to do. Yeah. Because I know the truth is, is if something actually has to happen, it's going to be far worse and far more violent than, than what I think is possible. Right. You know, that's the biggest thing is with women out there, we're talking about usually smaller, not all, but if you're small, that makes you more prey. You know, yeah. if you have an injury, that makes you more prey. If you're walking around with a giant backpack on you and you're, you're, you're slugging that thing around, that makes you prey. Not yeah. being aware of what's around you is the biggest issue. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, so just to, uh, just to backtrack a little bit, you know, like when I say drop into gear, that means yep. you take your dominant foot and you place it back so that you're, you, you know, your, your other foot is forward. 
and you put your arms up like you're ready to kick. Yep. Um, and there are also certain techniques that that one can do <laughs> that are almost immediately disarming to your opponent. And if you know those basic techniques, as a particularly as a woman, you'll probably never have to use them. But if you do, you're going to know what to do. And the fact that you know what to do means that you're going to carry yourself like you know what to do. So yes. you'll look like you know what to, what to yes. do. And if you look like you know what to do, people will not fuck with you. It's true. It's, I mean, that's the bottom line. If, you, if you're walking around like you know, and, and just with the knowledge, okay, I know what to do. You know, I'm walking into this subway car or whatever it is with a, a, a bunch of guys. It's late at night. I don't know any of these people. But if I hold my head up high and I and I keep that knowledge in my the back of my mind and I armor up, as you say, and I'm 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 being self-protective so yep. that I'm looking at the, my surroundings and really taking in. OK, these are all the scenarios that could happen. I got my eyes up. I'm looking around the room, not engaging with anybody, but I'm aware of what's happening and I'm not sitting there in my phone looking at things, you know, bingo, like, you know, not being uh, not being caught unaware. That's right. Then and, and then, again. And so, so that's, that just kind of goes to sort of also why, why, why have this conversation is like, these are things that, that you could train, you know, and also are just vitally important. So if it's whether, you know, it's with Christopher and his organization, Armor Up Self-Protection, or it's somewhere else doing some other kind of self-defense thing, it's, it's so, I just want to encourage. Yeah. I don't care where you, I don't care where you get training, Yeah, get training, get trained. Right. You know, and because again, that little bit of training, training trumps tools. Everybody's like, well, I've got a gun. I've got this. I got that. That's great. But you know what? You being able to get to the weapon, you being able to do these things. Oftentimes there's nothing in your hands. Yeah. Because you're going about your day-to-day business about, Hey, I'm going here. I'm doing there. You know, your wife's coming home to see you. She's not thinking about something happening. That's right. Yeah. And again, if you have pepper spray, great. But if it's not in your hand, yeah. It doesn't matter where it is. And by the way, if you have pepper spray, that is great. And Hell hold yeah. it in your hand. Love pepper spray. Hold it, have it right here, you know, yeah. so you can use it. Yeah. Highly recommend. If you get pepper spray, get the replaceable water canister so you can test it. Okay. So you know when you, you can spray it a couple of times, you know how it disperses, you know what it's going to, where it goes. That's the biggest thing with, again, with any weapon, with anything you want to use, what we call a force multiplier. Yeah. You want to, you want to test it. You want to know how does this thing work? Most people walk around like, I got pepper spray. Yeah. I got a taser. You ever been tased? <laughs> you, yeah. ever, you ever been? And it's not, it's not like for everybody, but if, you know, um, stun guns, I love stun guns. Stun guns are great. They're very loud, very noisy, but it's not the movies. They do not, and I repeat, a, 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 a stun gun does not knock you out. Right. It's not like you go zap and somebody just drops over. You go zap and the guy would jump back and might scream, might, might retract very quickly, but you're not knocking anybody out with it. The it voltage depends on what clothes high. they're wearing. Yeah. There's so many That's factors. That's that, it. There's that so don't, many factors. Like it's important for you to know what to do if you're in a fight and you don't have anything but your clothes on, you know? That's it. Um, and I, I think, you know, I sort of envision, and we can talk about this in the future or maybe offline, but like, I think it would be great to put together like a short video or something, you know, that just gives people like a, particularly women, like a, a, a basic instructional guide and goes over some of the principles of the fist and some of the things that you teach. That's it. But also people can reach you, uh, at your, your website is. Yes. Armor up 
selfprotection.com. A-R-M-O-R-U-P, selfprotection.com. And then, Got it. And do you, are you offering classes? Uh, or offer, do you, I, offer, I teach private individual I teach coaching seminars. mostly. Okay. I teach individual coaching, private, um, small groups, or seminars. Okay, that's great. So before the pandemic, I was teaching classes, and then I just haven't reinitiated that. I, I do have some other things here and there with some friends of mine where we do help out and we do other stuff. Oh, um, I do oh. try to have a place called the HOC in Van Nuys, which is called House of Champions. Okay. So I'm out there doing my thing constantly. And like you said, the little video we're talking about, that's kind of uh, a revamping of some of the things that I've worked on. Okay. You know, because Mac was a big one that taught me a lot of these things where if you're in the military or if you've done you know, any type of special operations type training, they teach you a lot of this stuff. And the keys to a successful attack is surprise, speed, violence of action. Yes. Surprise is one of the biggest things we want to have on our side because you are prey. They're coming after you. They, they picked you for one simple reason because they think they can take you. Yeah. That's it. And, and that idea is all they need to start coming after you. Right. You know, and like I said, with women, you know, a lot of times this comes up where I'm, I'm too old. It's never going to happen to me. I, I, I'm not, I'm not in great shape. Yeah. I'm too, I'm too big. You know, um, I'm too skinny. I'm too young. We start rationalizing these things where it could never happen to me. And the point is, is I, I don't want to sell fear, which everybody wants to sell you on. Oh my God, it can happen. You can, you know, yeah. it's not that. It's, That's not it's the point. Some very simple things, because if you own the ground you walk on, like you said, if you own that ground, you're confident. You are not prey. That's right. All you have to do is watch National Geographic, you know, and remember that predators are constantly trying to separate you from whatever herd you're with. Yeah. You know, if they can single you out, they'll, they'll bump you a direction. It'll get you away from the, that group of people you're with, whether it's mainstream public or it's your, your group of girlfriends or your husband, whatever. They can cut you away from that. That's what they're looking for. And that's when things happen. And That's it's right. usually, again, I have three things I teach, three presuppositions about an attacker. One, they've done this before. Okay. They have all the answers. Yeah. They know how, what, why, where, and when. You know, they have everything on their side, especially surprise. Remember that the more surprise I have, the quicker it leads to more fear. So again, coming from that place, they know all this stuff. They've done it before. They picked you because I thought I could take you. And they're not going to, let's be clear, predators aren't the smartest people in the world, but they're not stupid. Right. They're setting this up so they can be successful. And some of them are really smart. And some of them are very, some of them are very intelligent. Okay. I'm yeah. talking about your, your, low, your, your typical person that they talk about that's got a big rap sheet, but it doesn't mean they're stupid. No. What they're looking for when we say that is they're looking for easy opportunity that's the number one thing. The ease of opportunity. How fast can I get to you? Yeah. How easy can I get to this particular target, this person? Okay. Right. And that's what we're really talking about. Yeah. Talking about so, that. Yeah, exactly. And so, so the, the, you know, I, I think, you know, first of all, the importance of, I don't know if we drop a little knowledge here or not, but. Always, always drop okay. knowledge. You can't, so, you cannot hurt to share the knowledge, Jeff. That's what it's about being of service, right? Okay. Yeah. So one are, thing without there are doing no secrets, that's right. So without, without, without doing the, the whole video, you know, the fist training, which again, like 
you know, Chris and I, I think we should talk a little bit more offline about maybe doing something because I think it'd be cool adjunct episode or something along those lines that people can like watch and be like, oh, this is what I do, you know? Right. And, and even the, what I'm, what I'm about to share or what we're about to share rather is something that you would need to practice with a partner anyway, because it's not going to come naturally. It's, it's weird, but it works. Um, and with the basic fist training, you know, the, the, the lessons are drop into gear and then your first target is the eyes. That means you poke somebody in the eyes with both of your fingers on each hand. Like you're just talking to them like, Hey, no big deal. Right in the eyes as hard as you can. Very, very hard. You won't, their eyes aren't going to pop out of their head. Don't worry about that, but it will cause chaos. Right. Yeah. And then then their, their hands go to their face like this. And then you drop back and you kick them right in the nuts with your shin bone as hard as you possibly can. And then pretty much at that point you could run away, but if you want to continue, you can, you know, they're, they're going to go down. Then you can, knee them in the head, right? That's it. And then step on. Knee, knee to the nose, you know, very clear that, you know, again, what we do and what Richard turned me on to was what is actually real, what can really happen, being aware of the realistic possibilities. Yeah. And then understanding you as a human, you know, are a target driven machine and you have your own weapons platform, fingers, palms, elbows, you got a headbutt, you know, everything we talk about is let's train you to be as instinctive as possible. Yes. So everybody has this, this right to self-protection is your, is your God given right. Right. The funny thing is though, is you kind of have to get familiar with that. You have to train that. Yeah, you do. And you got to know what to do and create scenarios. And so that's why it's important to practice or get a partner like the actual poking in the eyes thing in the fist. We spent hours like yeah. poking people in the eyes and feeling the the fingers on your That's eyeballs it. and stuff like that. And um Yeah. But also and I I want to make this clear because again, like my, the the mission of this show and a lot of what we talk about is the love operating system. How do I it love is. more in life? And how do I create That's more it. love? How do I be in love with what I'm doing? How do I give love to other people? How do I be loving in this scenario that might be uncomfortable for me? How do I love myself more? And, you know, we're talking about self-defense in a way where somebody could be attacking you. And so I want to be clear that the fear-based model would have us shy away from such an event and cringe and back off and probably, you know, probably not have the good results. Okay, let's just put it that way. Um, Whereas the love operating system, for me, suggests that if something happens, I know what to do and I will defend this house because That's this it. house is valuable to other people That's it. because yep. I am love and I am of service. Yes. And so, so that's what we're pointing to. It's not like we're not trying to make people scared and, Oh, you should worry about that. The boogeyman's going to no. come get you. The boogeyman's not no. going to come get you. The fact that you know what to do in a scenario that might be somewhat sketchy is just going to do so, so many wonders for you. And also, you're then yes. demonstrating that to other people. There are other girls that are going to watch That's you. It. Yeah. There are other men that are going to watch you. They're going to see, wow, that guy really walks with confidence. And also carrying that's, a torch. Yeah, that's right. And, and I mean, I would, I would even go further than that. Consider that like, if I'm walking around like that and then there's somebody who has maybe nefarious motives and they see me and I'm friendly and I'm also walking with confidence that might disarm whatever kind of nonsense they got going in their head. They might just be that's like, it. 
No, not that guy, you know, That's uh, it. it pays to be friendly and confident. So it does. It pays to be very friendly and confident. And it comes back to some of the things we're talking about, which is, you know, we talked about being an easy target. Yeah. Hardening the target, making yourself a hard target is what that's called in executive protection where, you know, listen, if you're the president, you've got secret service, you've yeah. got bulletproof cars, you've got, you got Rich all these Mac things that somebody yeah, like that you got, all the, you, got, you got it really hard to get to this person. Right. You mm-hmm. have to be our own bodyguards. And you couldn't be more right than being my own bodyguard comes from a place of love. Yeah, that's right. I want to, I want to go home to my wife every night. Yeah. That's how I, that's what I care about. Yeah. And you're stopping me from going home to my life. Yeah. I love my life so much that I'm willing to step up. And in the moment you have to understand if you want to leave it up to the bad guy, that's your choice. Right. Or the confused guy. Let's call him or the confused. confused guy. You can call him confused. I call him bad. I call him yeah, aggressors. That's fair. That's fair. You okay. know, <laughs> you, you, you know, I, I make it, I, I have to make that clear distinction for people that, you know, when we, when you approach a situation, you know, as men, men are different from women. We have different things that happen to us differently. Right. You know, we, we get the one dude that's like trying to punk you. Yeah, what do you want? What are you going to do? Trying to be the tough guy. You know, we deal with that. Women don't deal with that. Right. You know? No. Women deal with, with, you know, unfortunately, <sighs> we start talking about like rape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Ego, ego and testosterone. Yeah. Number one way to get yourself dead. Yeah. It's simple. Yeah. They're, that's right. That's right. The things that are threatening women are much, much more aggressive and, and unfortunate. And, you know, it really comes from a space of like, you know, not, we don't, we just, our, our, our training and our educational model it's oh, extremely horrible. flawed in terms yeah, of extreme. our extremely ability flawed, to yes. honor and also our, our knowledge to know what to do with testosterone. Yes. Ladies, spoiler alert. If you're a man, uh, you are set up to want to have sex with everything, uh, particularly in your teenage years. Uh, yep. I mean, it is incredibly, it's just there. And so Always. if you don't, if you're not trained on what to do or, or, or you, you know, you're not set up with good role modeling, then it's a lot easier to just succumb to those desires and do it stupid is. stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. Particularly if you've been drinking. Oh, um, so liquid courage does, does amazing, stupid things for us. Yeah. Liquid courage is such a misnomer. Totally. Um, <laughs> it's liquid stupidity is what it should be called. There you go. I'll I go mean, with that. I, 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 whatever. I'm not saying don't drink, be moderate live your life. But I, yeah, I, mean, I am also yes. saying like, you know, that that's, that's a thing. And so if we're not totally, if we, as men are not training, okay, wow. I know it's okay that I'm really attracted to this woman and I think she's really hot, but I'm not going to do something because I respect the fact that she can give birth, which I can't do. Then that's a different thing. There's also a totally. way to honor a woman and her beauty, beauty and her sexuality and love her sexuality and who she is without having to skeeve her out, you know, without just no. being like, okay, I get you're beautiful and I respect that. And that's great. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, you know, do your deal. You know, how, you know? how hard is that really to be a, a woman in society where every guy looks at you and they want the one thing and everybody's, and everybody's trying to get that uh, a friendly smile. They're trying to get that the entrance into you. Yeah. And you got to think about this is, this is continuous for them. Yeah. They go to Starbucks. They go to the gym. They're in their car. Right. Beep, beep. Hey, mama, what's going on? It's it's a continuous bombardment. So as an adult, older male now, I, I'm like, wow. I'm like, ladies, please understand that we as men, we really are just trying to catch up to some place where we can uphold ourselves in an honorable manner. 
and and really be great guys, good men, and take good care of the people in our lives and not, you know, just be looking at constantly ogling these things, yeah. constantly looking at you, constantly trying to drop a line, trying to pick you up, trying to get you to go someplace. I mean, it's, it is such a, a crazy thing. And again, please forgive us because in those early, those teen years and those early 20 years, man, we are just stupidly driven by testosterone. Yeah. And, and the point is, you know, and obviously like, uh, you know, you and I are, we're both married. So then we respect our spouse. And so even though we notice yeah. women are beautiful, it's, we're not going to do anything and et cetera. But I think like it, all of this highlights a couple of things. One, it's really important to, for us to retrain men and for us who are men who are of wiser years to be imparting wisdom on this level that we should honor women and honor the source of life, which comes from a woman always. Um, and then two, you got to know how to defend yourself. Because ladies, particularly if you're if you're in a situation where you are a teenager or you're going to college or whatever, you're going to and you're in social circles and you're going to bars uh, or whatever, I'm sure I'm sure something's going to happen where you're not going to want it to happen. And you have to know what to do or suffer the trauma. And we don't want you to suffer the trauma. We don't we don't want that, you know, and, and you know, I was going to say earlier that unfortunately, you know. It, you start looking statistics up and I hate statistics because they can be, you know, swayed one way or the other. But for, for greater to less degree, it starts at a very young age for women. Yeah. As, as young as like, you know, eight or nine that they start being looked at this way, you know, and it, you know, it's just not a healthy oh, thing. God, really? Yeah. Gross. And it gets even worse by the time you're teens and your twenties. Yeah. What's worse is again, you've got the guys that you, you know, you think, oh, this guy's my friend. Uh, a huge part of rape and in the rape in that issue, everybody's thinking about, oh, this horrible man, you know, beat her up and he stabbed her and did this. Yeah, there's that guy who does that. But a larger number of rapes are people you know. Yeah, that's right. Are your friends, are your coworkers, are the people you hang out with? These are the ones that go unreported. Yeah. Because you're in fear of your job, you're in fear of losing face, you're, you're in fear of something. And again, you know, it's one of those things that just has to be put out there. Yeah. We've gotten better about it. We've gotten so much better. But, you know, again, a woman, I, I hate to say that a woman should be free to wear what she wants to wear. But we talked about this earlier. Right. There are certain places you want to go where, listen. Wear the subway shirt. Wear the subway shirt. Be smart. Travel, travel in groups, travel in packs. If you're going to go out with your girlfriends, travel in the pack. Yeah. Don't travel by yourself. And we all know, we've all heard about, you know, people dropping things in your, in your drinks. If you're out drinking for the night, yeah. keep an eye on stuff. Just don't you know? drink. <laughs> in, in that moment, yeah, it would be a smart thing to do. I mean, you know, you know anyway, pointing to what, what you're suggesting, you know, a lot of times you're not expecting a situation to happen. You know this person and then whatever. Again, a lot of times these, this, this happens with substances, particularly alcohol, where the guy that you thought was your bestie all of a sudden is groping you and you don't know what to do and you're just like freaked out. Hopefully you have the wherewithal to, to be able to, to, um, leave. to stop it or leave it, but also mm -hmm. knowing how to interrupt it in a violent manner that's going to defend your honor and yourself is really, I think, critically important. It's so one important. of those things that you can do is to poke somebody in the eyes, just have your hands up like you're just pleading with them. And then just go for it, just right? Hand, in the just hands right here. Yeah. And just, just, you're going to irate. It doesn't take a lot of special skill. 
Yeah. What we talk about when I train women and when I train men, you know, is something very simple. It's not, it's not a can or a can't you issue. It's a will or a won't you issue. Because in the moment, the thing you need to do is give me the one thing you don't want to do. You, you're going to need to take some type of an action and violence in society gets such a bad thing anyways. But we try to clarify that and, you know, making a clear distinction between right violence and wrong violence. Listen, a man raping a woman is wrong violence. I don't care who you are. 100%. I don't care what creed, what, what sexuality, what, what your personal thing is. You walking into a school and shooting kids, wrong violence. Wrong violence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Horribly wrong. Yeah. So in that moment, you have to be very clear on the word no means no. It's a complete yeah. sentence. You know, even if you started down that path with somebody and, and you're doing some heavy petting, things like that, and you go, you know what? This isn't for me. No means no. Yeah. You know? Right. And I tell women, listen, if, you know, a poke in the eye is great, but you have to get comfortable with this thing called violence. And that's what scares us. Right. And we know much about our bodies nowadays as we do about the cars we drive. Most people know how to feed it. They know how to, they know how to get it someplace and that's it. Yeah. You know, and they'll try any type of additive to make the car go faster, run longer, but they won't take it to the mechanic or they won't figure out, Hey, how do I change the tire or the oil? Yeah. The oil or Mm -hmm. why is this light blinking? It keeps blinking. I don't know why it's blinking. Now the car won't run. Same concepts where we've ignored ourselves to such a point where again, um, postural deviations, you know, in the, in the world where, you know, kids are now having what's called a forward head because they're, they're on their, they're, they're on their phones all day long. Yeah. And we used to see that only 20 years ago with people that constantly worked on a computer. Right. We're talking like eight, nine, 10 year old kids that have this, this postural problem. Yeah. Because their head is, it's all these muscles are stretched forward, tightened down here. Yeah. And it creates a problem. So again, yeah. We know as much about as our bodies and we pay about as much attention to them as, as we do, you know, what you know about a car. Yeah, that's right. And you also, know? you know, you got to know that if you inflict violence on somebody, uh, they're going to recover. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't feel bad. Just do it. Just do it. Um, and I mean, the, 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 the being on your phone thing and look at your phone, especially when you're in public and you might be in a situation, you know, surrounded by people you don't even know. Uh, uh, don't be on your phone. Don't be on your phone. Don't look Same at man. your phone. I had this guy, I was, uh, I was driving on Pico Boulevard close to Barrington in Los Angeles. Okay. And, um, and this, this, this guy was next to me, old, an old man, nothing wrong with being an old man. I'm well on my way, Uh, but he was driving like this with the steering wheel up here. He's barely could like look over the thing. And, and there was a kid crossing the street, a guy crossing the street and he was looking at his phone and I started to slow down. And the kid did not look up. And I was like, this fucking kid is about to get hit. Like yeah. perfect, perfect course. And so I, I started honking and then he looked up and looked at me like, what do you, f-? like he was pissed off at me. And of course, you know, the, the older man next to me looked up and saw the guy and then he stopped. And then the guy crossed the street. But the whole time he was looking at me like I was a jerk. And I was like, I fucking saved your life, you little shit. Don't look at your That's phone, it. you dummy. Um, you know, so people, anyway. We've lost this ability to be grateful and understanding that. I just had this happen the other day. We're just driving on the road, man. Yeah. Someone's, someone's getting over. I honk my horn, you know, because he's crossing my lane. And as opposed to going, oh, hey, sorry, man. You know, 
Like he actually like sped up in front of me and hit his brakes. Wow. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just trying to keep you from hitting me, and you you're, now you're trying to cause an accident. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, just just be grateful. And be like, right, you know what? I'm sorry. We're so we've we've lost this ability to just own the things we say and we do. Hey, man, I did you wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. You know, that makes such saying, a huge difference. Just yeah. paying, just being apologetic and owning your crap. Yeah, takes takes huge guts to do in nowadays. Yeah, it is. And it's easier not to. It's easier. I don't have. I don't have to do with that. I don't nobody care. nobody wants to. They'd rather hide. No. and it's so squirrely. And I mean. You know, that, that delves into integrity and it's like, you start doing that and then, you know, you're going to be lost in some cycle of that and hiding and feeling bad about yourself. Cause you know that that was wrong instead of just copping to being responsible yeah. for your life and your actions. That's it. Um, uh, you know, the Again. other thing about the posture is that, that I think is important is, you know, if I'm walking around slumped over, then I'm a much easier target. Totally. And I look like an easier target. But whereas if I walk around like with my head held high and I'm looking around like this. And by the way, anytime that you feel unconfident, <laughs> try putting your head up, straighten and your shoulders. back, yeah. really think, okay, I'm really going to straighten my posture. I guarantee you within five minutes, you're going to feel better about your life. You and also if you're in public, that's the way you got to walk around because you identify yourself as somebody who knows what they're doing. Even if you don't so, necessarily feel that way inside, put your head up. The, the body will lead and the mind will follow. So you it. will find that, that confidence in yourself because of the fact that that's who you're being, literally, physically. So, um, you know, these are just I mean, a, a few tips, I think. Well, they're great tips. I mean, again, where the head goes, the body follows. Yeah. We talk about that in self-protection, self-defense work, where, listen, if I grab your head and pull it down, the body's going to go down. Same concept. As I'm walking through the world, you're right, man. I want to be heads up, eyes up. Again, we go back to National Geographic. What does the what is the what is the jaguar or the cheetah attack or the lion? He's not going after the one that's like eats and looks around. He's like, okay, he's got the one that's just like just head down, munching away, head down, munching away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one he goes after. He's like, ah, you're that's not right. paying attention. That's right. You're the one. Yeah. And I I I just want to highlight you know the distinction that you made between self protection and self defense. Self-defense is something you have to do after you've been attacked. But self-protection, is a, that's a way of being where you're like, okay, I'm out in public. I'm just going to yeah. look around to make sure that I'm safe. And by the way, there might be other people that I may need to defend in that's this it. scenario. And so that's it's it. like if you or you, you know, if a lady walks into the subway, you or I are in the subway, we know that lady might be at risk. And if something happens, we could do something to help her out. That's but, it. but the critical thing also is that she and each of us have the 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 self love and the self dignity to hold our head up high and to look look out to make sure that we are in a mode of self protection as you put it if you're enjoying this program if you love lunacy please consider becoming part of our team go to patreon.com backslash lunacy podcast to become a member of our team you can choose a number of different levels to support us on a monthly basis so that we can continue the work of exploring the love operating system, how best to be of service, and how to live life to the fullest. Thank you so much for your support. Much love, everybody. Yeah, I want to be aware. Again, I, I really feel that. I won't put a number on it, but to a greater, greater degree than less degree, 
most of the things that are going to happen to you, you know, someone's coming after you. If you're just up and being aware, I, uh, you know, we do that. We do this drill. It's something I added to one of my, one of the trainings I do now. Uh, the last seminar I did was, we just call it the walk around drill. And Mac would talk about this when we train and do stuff. We do mm-hmm. private training with people. But we had, we did this with, I think we had 35 women. Broke them up into about 10 or 12 in three different groups. And we had three different um, drills we did. One of the drills was the walk around drill. Why one instructor, they just spaced themselves out in a big area. And that person, one person had to walk through all the people. But as they walked, they're constantly eye contact, eye contact, eye contact. Getting just comfortable making eye contact. Yeah. Not trying to eye fuck somebody. Not trying right. to like, like I'm going to just, just, hey, I see you. You're letting that, you're letting that predator know, I see you. And that's yeah. all it takes is for him to go, yeah, I'm going to find somebody else. Right. You know, or another one we did is we myself. do what's called, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, you know what? Not now. How you put your corner, how to pie a corner. You know, whether it's a oh, tree, yeah. whether it's your car, huh. you know, when you approach things, people, people want to stay right there as opposed to, let me go out and around. Let me see what's there. That's interesting. I do that. Simple. Yeah. Simple little things. Yeah. We did, we did one. The last one we did is we, what's called their, um, it was just called a static weapon. A static weapon is something large that can't, that's kind of non-movable, like your car, a table. Okay. You know, and what we do is we use that as, as a drill where we've got an aggressor and it. We went for about 10 to 20 seconds. The first call is go. And the aggressor is constantly chasing this person around the car. Your whole job is to keep the car between you and the bad guy. Yeah. The second call is enter. And they've got to enter the car, passenger side or driver's side, lock the door. That's it. Okay. That's the whole drill is just keeping something between you and this person. Right. Yeah. And remember that energy is finite, not infinite. So we don't live in a movie fantasy world where I can hit you a thousand times and you're just going to keep coming after me. Yeah. People get tired. That's right. Bad guys get tired. You can watch this on all kinds of different videos. Guy comes in and starts beating on somebody. And after about 10 to 15 seconds, you got to understand that most of these altercations don't go beyond 30 seconds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we're not talking about trained fighters and we're talking about your body's going on a hormone dump. Yeah, that's right. And the aggressor's body is doing the same thing. That's right. And if you're going into fear, you're in trouble. But whereas if you control that and you know I can do something, by the way, you know, your first line of defense is your voice, right? That's it. I mean, you can say, yeah. Hey, you know, if you yell at somebody who you think is going to approach you or like help or like, hey, what are you doing? If just there, there's something that's know. so powerful about that and it, it attracts is. attention and also, well, I mean, big just thing. even you want to attract attention to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Because again, the, the, the praise is going to try to separate you. And I tell this vehemently, bad people do bad things to good people when nobody's paying attention. Right. That is the number one thing with the women's skill is, and one of the hardest thing that women have is to get loud. Yeah, that's to right. Bring their voice. They've been trained and cowed down. Like good girls don't do that. Girls don't say this. They don't behave this way. They don't act that way. Stupid. Same thing with like this. We talked about, you know, we're talking about um, uh, ogling and how guys always approach them. It's, it's a conditioned response that if I smile at you, you're supposed to smile back at me. It's almost obligatory. And in the real world, like if that happens, you smile at a girl at Starbucks, she smiles back. She's just open an invitation to you. That's yeah. how it's viewed. You think maybe she's interested. 
And, and so getting, that could go and, any number of ways, but it could go bad. Getting women to understand that when you're in public, you do not have to return a smile. No, you do not have to pay this person, especially if you feel any type of attention. Yes, and it's such a it's such a stereotypical thing where, you know, a guy can behave a certain way and he can be considered manly or he can be considered strong. A woman just declines your help. Hey, let me help you with those. Let me help you with those. And she's like, No, I've got it. I've really got it. And now you're just a bitch. Now you're just this pariah all of a sudden. Right. Which is, yeah. again, it's this horrible stigmatic thing, but that's when you've got to go, listen, you've got to be comfortable with yourself. You've got to love yourself enough to be like, I can do this. And no matter what anybody says, I'm still okay. That's right. Yeah. You and don't it, have to let anybody in. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, you know, I was just, um, I was in a conversation with a spiritual teacher friend of mine, you know, and he was saying his philosophy which I actually agree with is that, you know, evil uh, comes from people like we create the evil. And the thing to do when when you encounter evil is to speak up immediately, speak up. I don't feel comfortable. Agreed. This doesn't work for me. I don't Agreed. like this right now. It's something's off. I don't feel comfortable yep. here. And you can say that. And if you start saying that, chances are it'll disarm the person because they're like, wait, totally. well, she doesn't feel comfortable. Why doesn't she feel comfortable? Then they, then the evil that is in them gets recognized, right? And consider that we all have a moral compass in us. And so then naturally they start going, oh, wait a minute, is there something weird? Should they feel uncomfortable? Why do they feel uncomfortable? What am I doing? It makes them somewhat self-aware, which can also disarm them. So I think that's another thing is like, if you do feel uncomfortable, immediately say, I don't feel comfortable Always. right now. And then leave, move, and that's leave a, the room. And the beautiful thing about that is, when you say it that way, Jeff, you're you're just speaking the truth. It's so much harder to come up with some line to like drop on somebody. I, and I preach that I'm like, hey, if you're online, women have to deal with this. You're you're in the checkout line at you know at the grocery store, and you're yeah. standing there, and this guy walks right up behind you, is breathing down your neck. Right. Yeah. Just turn. Hey, can you just? You're kind of you're kind of creeping me out. Can you back yeah. up, please? Yeah. Uh huh. I have a space issue. I'll say the same thing. Right. Or just turn and around and say, I have COVID. Yeah, that works too, man. You know what? Oh my God. I love, I love when there's, you know, that's gone away, but the six foot rule is awesome for me. Yeah. I'm like, good. good. I got plenty of space around me. I agree. I agree. I can operate really well. I can see what's going on all the time. I don't feel crowded. I don't have to worry about looking over my shoulder. I mean, all these things we talk about, most of the stuff we start talking about self protection. Yeah. It's a way of being, like you said. That's right. It's not, it's not about, again, if I have to, if I have to take an action, after something's done to me, for the most part, the majority of people, it's not going to go very well. No. This is where you need a high skill level of training. And even then, listen, if I get clipped in the head, you you catch me in the right place, I'm going down. What may save me is years and years and years of physical skills training. When my body yeah. kicks in, maybe I pull up, I do something that I need to do. I kick out, I do the right thing. But again, most people don't have that kind of time, nor do they yeah. do what they wish to invest that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But for the most part, your self-protection training should be very simple, very clear. It should be number one, target oriented. You should understand what targets to hit first and why. Yeah. And then you talked about like the, the hand thing. This is not talked about in sports either, by the way. When I punch you in the face, if I poke you now, your hand goes to the eye because your body is designed to protect itself when it's injured. Exactly. So we want to look at where we drive the hands. It's instinctive it and totally reactive. And I don't have to be crazy. And, and I don't want to be like, 
are super hard. If I just, I mean, yeah. if I just flick my hand at your face and I catch an eye, that's all I need to get what I need started. That's right. And if your hand comes up, doesn't matter what his reaction is. If the hand comes up, flailing, whatever, all you got to do, what's available at the bottom? What can I hit? Yeah. You can punch him in the gut or you can kick it. him in the nuts with your shin, which works really you can, well. You can punch him in the groin if you want. I don't care. Yeah. It's understanding the targets you're going after and the weapons you need to use them. That's that right. Was, that was always one of the biggest defining things when, when Mac took people through that. And I still use a lot of the philosophy from the original Bukito training in my training because I find it so valuable Yeah. to get this. This is the big thing I got to get past. Not this. Yeah. This is the thing that stops you or stops this from moving forward. That's right. That's it. But you know, what's so beautiful about all of this is that, you know, you're physically actually interacting with your fear-based operating system. That's it. And, and really, you know, you could argue you're, you're, you're moving towards like self-defense or anger, but it's not anger because it comes from a place of self-respect and which is love for yourself. You are honoring yourself. So what you're yep. doing when you're playing around in a workshop with Chris or Christopher, or you're or you're doing you know the fist with with Richard or you're you know any of these yeah. self defense things, you're actively playing in the realm of this is where I'm afraid. And you if it's a good training, they're going to put you in a scenario where you do feel afraid, where you do have that, and then yes. you have to act in that, and then that. That's then you're actually transmuting your fear-based operating system into That's a love-based operating system in the moment because you're practicing in that fear-based place to create love for yourself and defense of yourself. You know, since you say that, I'm gonna I want to tap on two couple two things really quick. One, um, there's there's uncontrolled fear and controlled fear. By you doing exactly what you said, you're moving from this place of uncontrolled uncontrolled fear is. It, you don't know anything about it. It's all unknown. Yeah. Right? Moving to controlled fears, you get yourself in that place. You're very uncomfortable, but you're getting more comfortable where now you have more knowns about how this thing happens, what happens, and what you're capable of in the moment. So we move from that uncontrolled place to more of a controlled place where I'm like, oh, I, I kind of understand this a little bit. Yeah. I'm still not comfortable, but mm-hmm. I have a better understanding where I have more knowns than unknowns. That's right. And two, there's reaction versus response. Yeah. Reactions are instinctive <laughs> things in our bodies that are fear-based. Yeah. Okay. So when I react to something, it is usually, it's a fear-based place. A response is me now working and conditioning that reaction to be a response with, which comes from a place of love, not fear because it's trained now. That's right. Because when I misfire under reactions, I will misfire. I will do things wrong. Again, I might throw my hands up as a reaction be like this, right? Compared to my response maybe more here where now my shields are out in front where if there was a knife, I'm getting cut on the bone. This is when you talk, when you hear like you watch detective shows or CSI or something. He had defenses on his hands and arms. That's because people are doing this. Right. are getting cut. And these are the places that I don't want to get cut. Yeah. But that's that's the reaction. My reaction is to, to, is to try to protect myself. My response is to understand that if I turn my hands a particular way, move my body under that control factor, now I'm breathing. Now, I, now I'm being present in a very possibly chaotic situation. Yeah. Right? And I need to be able to find the opportunity in that moment because it'll be there. It yeah. really will be. 
It's so it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I, I'm moved by the fact that you bring up this distinction between reacting and responding, because it's something that actually comes up a lot on this program, particularly in spiritual discussions. You know, for me, the primary reason to, to embark on a spiritual path is to be able to get to a place where I'm able to respond instead of react. You know, I love that. If I meditate in the morning, then I know it's going to give me a buffer that I don't even see. But when the thing that's coming at me that's going to normally would stress me out and have me freak out and act like a dick, <laughs> you know, uh, there's there's a moment where I'm like, oh, I see the trigger happening as it's happening. I am aware. Yeah. And so therefore, I have the Absolutely. opportunity to respond instead of react. And so Absolutely. I, I think that's like a critical thing that, that we're talking about that we're talking about that on a, on a very physical level. And that's why also, you know, people, I think. You know, a, a lot of the people who listen to this program are on a spiritual path uh, as well. I mean, everyone is on a spiritual path, uh, but that's that's a lot of the focus. We talk a lot about ayahuasca and different spiritual things right. on this show. And so amazing, you amazing might think, things. Hey, you know what? Why are you going into self-defense? Because this is it an is. actual physical representation of transmuting the fear-based operating system into a love-based operating system and, and I, honoring I can, yourself. Totally. And I can attest to that because that's that's my journey. I got into this because it was such a physical thing and now it's, it's transmuted into this place where if I just own the ground I walk and if I love myself enough, if I hold my head high and I'm confident, that's a whole different place. It's not a fear-based thing. I'm not worried about being attacked. Yeah. Right. I'm aware of what's going on, but that's how the journey started was from this very reactionary place to where I am now, where I'm, I'm very responsible about what I do and how I handle things in the moment. Yeah, it's such a beautiful. I love that how you how you put that in there, where it's a very again on the ground you walk on is is as much a a physical as a mental as a place of spiritual being for me now. Yeah, exactly. And you know the path of martial arts is is that's that is the path. As you get in, I really should believe people get involved for the most part because they want to learn how to protect themselves. They want to, learn how to defend themselves, and unfortunately, most martial arts don't really teach you that. Because it's an art based on sports and, and things that you can and can't do. Whereas we start dealing with self-protection, it's principle-based. Right. And we have a few safety parameters put in there to make sure that you don't hurt anybody. Because again, the things we're going after, the things we're going to hit, the things we're going to touch are extremely dangerous. You know, it doesn't take a whole lot to actually hurt another human being. It doesn't. It really doesn't. It takes more control not to do that. Yeah. You know, so again, you know, it's, it's just a beautiful, I love how you just kind of put that nice spin on it. Yeah. And that's, I think that's really what it is. It's like, you know, you, and that's for sure. That's what it was for, for Bill and the, the origin of this training, my origin of this training was like, you are literally honoring your body and yourself by knowing how to defend yourself. That's it. And by having that, bringing in that warrior spirit, that's really that's really what's going to allow you, first of all, to respect and appreciate yourself, defend yourself, but yes. also spread whatever message it is that you have to spread, you know, yeah. that's going to be positive and beneficial for other people. Yeah. I make a clear distinction when I, when I'm teaching someone, when I'm teaching my clients, because everybody wants to be the fighter. I want to be a fighter. I want to know how to fight. Yeah. That's where I came from. And then again, because I, I had this amazing journey with Richard, um, he made a clear distinction for me between, you know, um, a fighter to me is someone that's very hard. 
You know, they want to fight. They just want to fight. It's all they care about. You know, a warrior is someone that fights for a cause. Yes. Which is, which is a little different because you have to have the right motivation to set you up, to step up. And that's the beautiful thing about him being a Navy SEAL. And that was his thing about being of service was I loved my country so much. I wanted to do this for them. And so many of the service people I've met in my lifetime, whether it's special forces or the regular army grunt guy, they all say the same thing. They went in for one reason, you know, and a vast majority have come out with this higher appreciation for what services and being of service and how that actually is and what they did for them. Yeah. So it's such a beautiful thing when I, when I hear that and when I see that, and I mean, you know, again, just very fortunate to be down that path and have these amazing journeys and these, with these amazing people in my life that have shown me, taught me and been of service to me. And like I said, I've got so much knowledge from such a unique perspective from so many places where again, Richard Mackwitz is no joke. No. Richard Mackwitz to me is, is one of the cream of the crop guys. And I had the honor of saying earlier that I've been trained by some of the world's best individuals. This is a guy that was, you know, a sniper in the, in the teams, a hand-to-hand combat instructor, a winter warfare and Arctic captain, you know, in the Navy SEAL teams. Yeah. He would tell you about being deployed under the, under the ice caps, you know, taking a, a boat out of a submarine and freezing sea temp waters with an iceberg above you. Crazy stuff. Yeah. You know, his level of communication and of service were so far up there that every time I get a chance, when I, I get to be of service, I honor him. Yeah. You know, love you, Mac. And, yeah. I, and I've been with so many other great people that are on that level that have had just these amazing experiences where I've been able to kind of now pick and pull because of my expertise and my skills, right? And go, yeah, I really like this, but this doesn't serve the purpose. Yeah. The number one thing with self-protection is there's a lot of cool things out there. And it's not about what's cool. It's about what's going to work. And I don't care if it works for me. I tell my clients this all the time. It's not about whether it works for me. It's will it work for you? Right. That is the number one thing. Is if it doesn't work for you, we got to shit can it and find something that does for you. Yeah. That's yeah. how much I care. It's not about my ego on the line or about like, oh my God, if you don't do this technique this way, who cares? In the real world, all I care about is number one thing, Jeff, you go home safe. Your yeah. wife goes home safe. My wife comes home safe. That's all I care about. How that happens, what, what thing you use in that moment, whether it's a spoon or a flashlight. Yeah. Because there's so many things out there. A really bright flashlight in someone's eyes, that works fantastic. Yeah. For sure. You know, that'll shock somebody. You can't see, you can't fight. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So before we wrap up here, um, I just want to say just all of this knowledge, all of this personal defense stuff is something that will level up your whole life because yes. having that knowledge then makes you less afraid. You know what to do in situations yes. that are actually scary where something actually might happen to you. And as you pointed out, you know, the, the warrior spirit having a cause to fight for, you know, for sure, changing the dynamic, the paradigm of, of humanity so that, you know, we really respect and honor the earth. We honor each other. We honor women. That's something that is absolutely worth fighting for. And it's not like we're going to go beat people up and to, to, no. to do it, but the knowing how to defend myself makes it much easier for me to spread that message. 
and to impact yes. other people because I'm not afraid of them. That's it. And so then it's a lot easier for me to en- engender compassion with them and get to where they are, they're coming from and listen from yeah. their would listen with their ears. Uh, because I, I'm not, that's not a worry. I don't have a concern about that. No. Something might happen even if, yeah. you know, and usually and that's you, not, but that could be like a very underlying thought. It you know? could be. So, I mean, are you, are you ready? How are you setting yourself? Are you controlling your space? These are all the things that, that come up around self-protection is how to control the space. If I control the space, I control the fight. I keep it really simple, you yeah. know, and just a quick thing on the, uh, the fighter versus the warrior issue. The sum up on that was, it's easy to be hard. It's hard to be smart. And when you're so hard, it's very, when you're hard, it's in that moment, it's hard to be smart. It's hard to see that there's other options right. than, than just this one thing. Yeah. So a lot of this, what you keep talking about is, is being open to the other possibilities. Where I don't have to do this. Yeah, that's right. I mean, this is not what I want to do. And like I tell most people now, it's, it's not that I don't have fears. I'm yeah. afraid. I, I have the same goofy thoughts about, I see some big black guy in a car. I'm like, oh my God, that's a big black guy. I'm a little, I, I mean, immediately I get, I get weird. I get stupid stuff in my head. And I guess, shut up, dummy. Okay. Right? You know how to handle this? You know how to take care of this? Yeah. My and biggest way, that fear. Guy's probably not dangerous, you know? No, exactly. Exactly. It's just some <laughs> stupid thing in my head. Right. Small mind versus big mind, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but what I want to say that is for me nowadays, my biggest fear is not that. My biggest fear is that when I take the safety off the weapon, that's my biggest fear. And yeah. I, I've yet to find anything, any reason to do that. I've right. had one altercation pretty much my, I've had a few, but in my more adult life, I think it was like 35, 36, I had an altercation. That's the last time I had anything. The, the times that, that it's going to happen to you are so few and far in between. If ever. But the, if, if ever, but the mindset and the confidence yeah. and, and what you get from that changes who you are fundamentally. Yeah, that's right. Makes you better, makes you stronger. Can it, can it increase your capacity for love? Yeah. That's what I want because, you know, fighting and loving are, are, man, they're, they're really close in a lot of ways. That's a whole nother discussion to get into, but the passion I have for my wife is, is blue or not is, is a very similar passion that if, if I want to, if I've got to take something apart and go after something, I do that because I want to go home. I, I love my life so much, love my wife so much that, I'm doing this so I can just go home to her. That's it. Yeah. That's all I care about. Yeah. I want to simplify that, find the right ways to motivate myself to make sure that I come home safe. Yeah. And at the same time, don't be stupid. Yeah. Right. Check the ego at the door. Yeah. Okay, good. So I always ask this question um, for you, Christopher, what is sacred and what is insane? What is sacred and what is insane? What is sacred? You know, those, those are two big things because to me, and because of how passionate I am with things, the sacred and the sane run very close to me. Okay. <laughs> you know, you got to look at what I do in my life and some of the things that I, that I do. Most people think what I do is insanely nuts and crazy, especially with the people I play with, you know, sacred to me, um, love, you know, yeah. you know the, my family is my sacred space. That's where I love and I care the most. And, and that's where I grow the most too. Because believe it or not, that's where I find myself challenged the most. You know, I love my mother, but my mother drove me crazy as a child, you know? And I think I've got my stuff so right and tight. And, you know, at, at my age now, I'm like, I, I can handle this. I can handle the discussions and 
I talked to my mom when I'm five years old again. I, I'm, blah, 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 I'm just goofy. I'm like, wow, big lesson there. But you still know? sacred. But extremely sacred because it, it, one, it humbles me and lets me know that I still got a lot to work on myself. You know, it's insane. Wow, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's something I can really get into. You know, what's, what's insane for me. I don't have a lot of insanes. Okay. I, I like, I like to go really hard, play really far, you know, do things that, that most people don't want to do. You know, okay. when I was younger, I want to jump out of an airplane. Now I'm like, eh, I'm not so cool about that one right now. Yeah. I never, sky, I never skydived, but you know, I, I think maybe bungee jumping would be considered insane for me at this point. Okay. That's good. You know, I like it. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not so sure that, you know, I get stuck to a big cord and dropped off a cliff. That's just a desert at the ground, you know? Yeah. Skydiving. I still might do at some point. Nice. You know? Awesome. Well, that's great. So, okay, cool. Well, I just want to acknowledge you, Christopher, for, you know, for continuing to do the work that you do, really teaching and training people how to defend themselves, really making the distinction of self-protection and living the life that you're leading. And I really also want to honor you for honoring Mac, you know, Richard Macwitz, who's uh, been a huge influence and teacher in my life. And um, I just really feel like, you know, he's, uh, he's proud of you right now. He's proud of me. He's proud that we're doing this conversation. And, I think uh, he is, man. Yeah, really, I really, really think so. he is, man. I think, you know, Jeff, uh, thank you for having me on the show, number one. Yeah. Number two, um, I love what you're doing. Thanks, uh, brother. I love the message you're putting out there. I love the spirituality behind it. I love the love behind it. And I think Matt can be very proud of you. Yeah, I, mean, I you hope know, so. It's, it, it's <laughs> one of those guys that had so much impact on so many people that I know. How many yeah. lives he's touched. Yeah. And, and what a, what a, you know, I'm looking at his picture right now and I'm just like, you know, um, again, truly my brother, he, yeah. he was definitely my big brother to me. And, and I spent so many years just getting my ass handed to me by, by that man, Yeah, you know, mentally and physically. Yeah. And I grew so much from that place and became such a better person because of that. Yeah. Totally. You know? Yeah. Anyways, so, all right. Thank you so much. Thank you so so yeah. much, man. My pleasure. Thanks for thanks for being here. So, Lunacy is a creation of myself, Jeff Ado, with podcast management by Kimberly Joy Voice LLC. If you'd like to support this show, if you want to keep it going, if you want to join our team, please go to patreon.com backslash lunacy podcast. We appreciate all the help we can get to continue this message and this mission in the world. Much love, everybody. 